Stanford University. This program is brought to you by the Stanford Humanities Center. For more information, please visit us at shc.stanford.edu. Currently, I am working on a book about my father, who passed away last year, and I'm trying to give a story of his last days with quite a few flashbacks on the kind of unusual man he was. I am also um, going through the final, final proofs of my forthcoming novel, which is coming out in February of next year. My father's life was quite unusual. He was born in Istanbul, lived many years in Egypt, became quite wealthy in Egypt, lost everything, was expelled from Egypt, lived in Europe, didn't quite make a comeback in Europe, and then moved to the United States, where he was already quite old. So I watched him mostly as in, from the perspective of an adolescence, looking at his father getting older and older and not really accomplishing anything, and yet managing to keep very serene, making new friends, having a kind of a new life that was not headed anywhere. And he lived that way for 40 years, which is the unusual part. So the last few months of his life were quite intense because he had cancer. And I was very interested in capturing the end of a life from the perspective of a son, and also from his own perspective, how did he register this life coming to an end, a life that had gone on for almost a century. He died very old. I've written in all kinds of genres, and I'd like to think that m most everything I do is governed by one idea, which is that you are after something that is quite difficult to articulate. And so most of the writing process is sort of prowling around this center that you don't see, but that the writing process will finally unveil and unearth for you. It's very much like going around in a cone. You are circling the cone down and downward and downward until you get to the very sort of bottom of it, and that is what you've been after. Once you get there, you are quote unquote home. You found what you wanted to do. Now, it could be a book review where you're looking for something that the book itself you're reviewing was not aware of. Um, if it's an essay, I'm trying to find out what the place I'm visiting is really concealing from me. Um, if it's a novel or a short story, it's about something about myself that I was not aware of. And ultimately, the writing process is really rudderless. There's no governing um, sort of end in sight, but what is sort of maintaining the pressure or the focus is the sense that you're after something that will finally materialize once you've written enough around it. And then, of course, comes the editing part, where you get rid of all the stuff that you didn't need, the booster rocket that was really just sort of nothing, and you get rid of that until you get to the capsule. And um, most people who read me find that they like the process of finding this sort of hidden nucleus somewhere. Most of the time, when I'm writing something, 
um, not only I don't know, but the reader has no sense of where we're headed. For example, I wrote an essay called Lavender. Well, it's because I like lavender, but I was trying to find out what about lavender really stimulated my imagination. And so I began writing about my first encounter with lavender. And that took me to all kinds of areas that I had no, never could have foreseen I wanted to go to, but eventually came to the very end where I'm sort of hanging um, laundry in Provence with lavender all around me, saying to myself, okay, I'm in Provence, I'm surrounded by lavender, this is the end of my story. But no, it's not, it's basically, it's about life. And so this thing that ended up about lavender was about faith, about trust, about life missions, if you had one, about family, love, etc. And I had no idea when I started writing about a bottle of aftershave that I was really going to be headed that way. It's very hard to decide what you're going to do when you finish something and you're embarking on something else. There are two ways in which um, I decide, quote unquote, because I don't believe I make decisions. One is somebody calls me and says, we need an article on such and such. Would you be willing to do it? And I'll say, well, let me think. No, actually, no. Then I say maybe. Then I say yes. Um, normally, that's the easy way, because I don't have to decide to write about X or Y. Somebody else has. Many people do that. Um, you don't want to review a book. You never knew the book was written. Suddenly, somebody sends it to you saying, let me see what it does. The other half, which is really the parts that mean something to me, is suddenly I feel the need to articulate a problem. Uh, I'm visiting a street. I used to live there 40 years ago. It means something to me. What does it mean? What does it mean for me to walk that street with my son? Uh, what is happening to me? What happened to me 40 years ago? What is the thing I'm trying to prove beside the obvious? I'm returning to the place that was once my home. Um, so you are confronted with an enigma. There may be something there. There may be nothing there. Many times, there is nothing there. And yet the process of trying to unearth a mystery creates something from nothing. And that, those are usually the most powerful pieces I've written. Um, one of them in particular comes to mind. I was uh, asked to write about love because I was writing a novel about love. And uh, so I said, I'll give you a speech about love. But I had no idea what I was going to do. And I was walking down the street and I, in Greenwich Village. And I said, maybe I should touch on this. Yes, but there's no story here. And just saying there is no story there was a beginning. And from that no story, the very process of saying, but there must be something. And I began the prowling phase. And eventually, a story came out called counterintuition. Uh, young people who are interested in writing have to really do two things. One is they have to come to terms with the fact that writing is not just a career. In many times, it's, it's, it's also a mission. You use writing to come to answers that you would not find otherwise. Writing is the only one left. If there were better ways of finding those answers, psychotherapy might be better. But writing is really, in many cases, a last resort of understanding your life, of cobbling your life together, and of, at the same time, giving it a frame that does not exist in any other profession. That's the first part. The second part, 
that a young writer should consider very seriously is to read the classics. And not just to read them for the story, but to read them for two reasons. The classics have ways of presenting human beings in very unusual ways. It's not just unusual characters. For that, go to Dickens and stay there. No, you have to understand human beings that are complex, contradictory. And you have to understand that human beings are filled with um, things that don't go together. That's the first thing. Second of all, you go to the ancients. I, I like the ancients. Um, anything before 1850. Um, and go back all the way to Thucydides, who's my favorite writer. Learn how they write. Learn how they think. And what is it about their style that is unusual? Why is style so important? Otherwise, the only advice I have for someone is, you know, read the short stories that you see everywhere, read contemporary writers, and just imitate them. And you'll be just like them. There'll be nothing unusual about you. They'll, you won't answer those deep-seated questions that affect you unless you go back to the ancients. It seems like a very sort of drudgy answer, but it's the one that I believe in. This program is brought to you by the Stanford Humanities Center. For more information, please visit us at shc.stanford.edu. For more, please visit us at stanford.edu.